All right, here we go. The StreamYard, the duck, finally telling me that we're live, which is a great thing. Took forever to do that. <laughs> Welcome to the Monday Podcast Lounge. I believe this is episode 116. Uh, and uh, as a matter of record, April 19th, 2021. So for everybody that is uh, in replay, uh, picking this up, I know the notifications have to go out on the live side. So it takes a few minutes usually for folks to get in here. But if you're in replay, Welcome. Remember, you can always participate in the comments below. A couple things I need to get out of the way before we get into this show. And this is a show for you guys. So your questions, your topics, all those sort of things are definitely in play. Utilize the live chat out there. But uh, a couple things. Number one, we'll probably, uh, just a little warning, we'll probably do a, a little Global Tech podcast sometime tomorrow and talk about the um uh, HB 1927 concealed carry bill, constitutional carry uh, bill here in Texas. Some of the things going on involving Lieutenant uh, Governor Dan Patrick and also uh, Senator Senator from the Amarillo area, uh, Senator Seliger. Uh, And just real quickly, I'll throw this out in case anybody wants to contact these two. I'm going to say Yahoo's at this particular point in time. Uh, The number for Seliger. Uh, 512-463-0131 again 512-463-0131 and then the uh, number for our illustrious lieutenant governor uh, patrick 512-463-0001 again 512-463-0001 i'm not real sure i'll have more information on the podcast tomorrow but it appears these two between these two yahoos they're creating some controversy trying to throw a kink in things hanging things up uh stalwarting the process however you want to say it so use those numbers give those folks a call let them know it's time we need to get this passed yada yada i also want to point out that directly after this podcast is the patreon lawn chair pop for uh april 2021 we had to push that one back we're going to do that so hang out with us on that that is a premiere but there's still a live chat you can hang out in the uh, side chat while we premiere that lawn chair pop uh mostly it's patreon patrons and of course uh, uh youtube channel members but everybody is welcome and there might i'm just gonna say there might be an opportunity to win something cool during that premiere so uh hang out for that from uh nine to ten i guess it is eastern standard time again directly following this podcast uh, and I'll make those announcements probably at the bottom of the hour uh, or after the bottom of the hour, just for those folks that come in late so they can get up to speed on both of those things. But for now, let's kick back. Let's have a little fun. Maybe uh, remember your topics, your questions all in play tonight. It's all about having fun more than anything. We've got uh, the illustrious potentate. No, uh, the gun snob in the house with us. I thought you were going to start singing a Ray Stevens song. Thanks for having me. Weston, the Smith and Wesson snob, anyway, <laughs> it would appear to be. So, how many of those are you up to right now? Uh, five or six. Well, I don't know. I got to count them. You have a problem then, officially, I think. Yeah, yeah. I got a problem because I want a whole lot more. And I keep looking at all these other rare models that I want that are really expensive. All right. Do you, so just curious. I know that you picked up one that you've been looking for for a long time. While you were at the show in Tulsa last weekend, did you did you see any of the other ones that you have been eyeballing, the more expensive ones? I really didn't see hardly any. It was like they were in the last year, the last show we had, I should say, before that, 
-huh. I picked one up and there was tons then all different ones, but I didn't have the money for them then. And of course this show, when sure. I had some extra money, they right. I found two at the whole show. Really? That was one fifty nine oh six that I already had, but other than that. Yeah. Um, Mr. Rich out there says the proper title is quote Oklahoma's own gun snob. That's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, I, I remember you saying too, it surprised me because I see where you did a video with uh, OK2A at the show. And I thought you had said your audio was messed up. It was. I played with it and played with it and played with it and got it okay. But I don't know what I did, but my GoPro did not use the Sarmonics. It used their internals. Yeah. I was, uh, I wasn't expecting anything from you. And like, and I seen that come out, and I was like, well, okay, Snob's got some stuff then, apparently. And then Roll Call said the same thing. He didn't have any audio. And then next thing you know, I seen a couple little things from uh, from Roll Call as well. But Yeah, I think Roll Call lost a bunch of his interviews, though. Like, no audio. Well, you know, it's one of the things to where you could get creative. You know what I mean? It would, mm -hmm. it would create an opportunity where you could get creative. I've done that. I've filmed entire videos and done things before and something gets screwed up. It'd be able to chop it up, use some B roll. Of course, I'm not positive, but I think roll call primarily works off of mobile. Doesn't he? Yeah. So depending on the editing software you're using and your technique, and Hey, this is a plug for the Thursday night show. Jump in and learn how to do some of that stuff because you know, you never know when you might have to take something and slice it and dice it and chop it up and uh, just try to get some kind of content out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, mine was 100% my fault because I got that new GoPro and I've used it a bunch for B-roll footage on the range and stuff, but I've never used it with those mics or with any mic for that matter because for B-roll, I don't use the audio, so I just use the internal audio and I never went in there and set it up. So it was 100% my fault. Never even thought about it. That's why you, uh, was it, so were you running, just curious, were you, were you running the mic off the GoPro or did you have an, some type of an external setup? No, I was just running it through the GoPro, but I never went in there and this new GoPro, you have to go in there and just change some settings when you get them. And I've did it to my other two because I used the other two before. And right. I just forgot about it before. I forgot I hadn't used this GoPro for it, to be honest. Well, so what I don't get, I'm going to rag on you for a minute. What I don't get is why did you not take your better microphones and stuff with you anyway? I had my I had my better mics. Well, why did you not have them hooked up? They were hooked up, but I oh, didn't okay. have it set to uh, the GoPro. You have to go uh, in there and change the setting uh, in the new GoPro. Okay, so you had your good microphones and all hooked up, but it oh wasn't yeah, set up to oh you yeah, to it just, it just whatever. didn't switch to them whenever I plugged it in. Well, I got you because I've never used it before with this camera, and it's just. Like I said, totally my fault. I just forgot about it. Been so long since we did the show. <laughs> so that's what, in budget out there, he says you lost your Tulsa footage, uh, or was it just not usable? So did you? So do you have some stuff that's not usable, or you're you're working with? Yeah, trying to the work only with, other the only other one I have is completely unusable. I mean, complete. There's nothing I can do with it as far as audio. Right. Well, so that that sucks. Yeah, it's my fault, but it'll never happen again. You've got, yeah, well, we knock on wood and, and throw some salt. We all say that, and it, it happens mm -hmm. regardless. Oh, I know. Um, but at least this exact thing won't happen anyways. 
do you remember not too terribly long ago when I got the new Sarmonix microphone and I called you freaking out because I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I shot this whole video, bro, and I got no audio. What the crap happened? Um, and it hasn't happened since. But, you know, one thing I want to do, and you know what, since we're talking about gear and stuff here, uh, right at the uh, top, you see scrolling at the bottom, and I always like to give a shout out to the uh, YouTube channel members and the Patreon patrons, because they certainly help offset the cost of some of the gear and stuff. But um, one thing that I have been looking uh, at is the new, I don't know if you have looked at them, the new version of those Sarmonic Blinks that have the LED digital readout. I didn't realize they had that, but I seen the Rode Wireless Go came out with a two mic set, just like the Sarmonics. Really? And, you know, Sarge Adam Noxious had the Rhodes before we got the Sarmonics. I think Sarge still has the Rhodes, mm-hmm. but, and they were really good, but the Sarmonics had the two pack versus the single. Right, right. Uh, Warsaw out there says he's got a gun question. We'll throw it out there. This is, uh, yeah, we'll field your questions and, topics and whatever uh we're just free forming right now but um yeah the new ones because the issue i've got with the sarmonic blinks is they've got the little led light and depending on if you're indoors or outdoors or how bright it is or whatever is whether or not you can see those lights to be able mm-hmm. to tell if everything is synced up properly and so the one the new versions have the led readouts on the front which i think is a lot handier oh yeah setup I may have to try to sell mine and get a set of those. Yeah, I don't know if I want to sell mine or, you know, I thought about, you know, maybe, you know, first of all, I mean, it's a matter of good Lord. I, the, I don't know if you can find a good enough deal. I got a smoking deal on the on the setup I got, and I don't know if I can get that good of a deal on the newer version. But those aren't cheap. I mean, what, 250 yeah. 300 bucks for a set, you sure. know. And I was thinking, you know, if I could ever get to a point – uh, whether it's saving up on, you know, with the Patreon, YouTube channel money or, you know, or, or, or uh, YouTube advertising money or whatever it might be, get to a point that I buy them. I thought about just passing them on, man, honestly, um, uh, find somebody like roll call or, or, uh, though any number of the people, you know, that are out there doing stuff, whether it's Calaveras, whoever it might be. Right. Um, and just throw them their way and say, here, I've had it because that's, it's a good set. Um, it's just you have to be really careful with making sure everything is synced up and plugged right. in properly. Well, what's bad is after I did that interview, the first one, I held it. I pressed play on the GoPro just on its its internal audio, which is terrible anyways. But I made sure the whole video had audio and everything just to check it before I left. thought, oh, it's good. Of course, it's you know, you couldn't really tell in that noisy show just listening to it on the GoPro. Then you get home and it's got, you know, all you can hear is other people talking. Uh-huh. So let's see. We've got Warsaw out there. Yeah, he does got a, like a problem question, I guess. He says he recently got a new pistol, nine millimeter. Be really nice to know what pistol in nine millimeter, bro. Just saying. Um, and he said it was new, new to you or new in the box. Makes a difference. He said I shot two full nine round magazines through it, no problems whatsoever. After I reloaded the two magazines again, I then shot the pistol. And after shooting one round, the gun, the gun seized, Maybe seized, slides could not function and operate. I had to take it off, take it apart. There's no damage. 
ever encountered anything like that. So it seized, it fired, and then it seized up. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. What is it? That's going to be my my question first. Um, but it it sounds almost like a maybe a pin walked on you mm-hmm. or a spring or something. What do you think, Snob? I mean, I don't know. I had a Glock do that once, my 22, and it was the uh, the mag or the not the mag, the uh, slide release spring actually broke in there and got bound up. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking a mallet to it to get it apart. Yeah, he says he found metal shavings uh, in the gun frame and the slide. Well, that's not that's not good, but still, you haven't told us what it is, so. That that's going to be that might be helpful for further diagnosis, but yeah, I'm going to say G23 says lack of lubrication. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, could be too much lubrication, and I mean that could cause a a, a pin to walk or a spring to get funky. Or if it's just if it was brand new, maybe they maybe it's a lower end and they didn't, or even a higher end and it was a Monday or Friday gun and they right. didn't clean it out good and left something in there. I don't know. He's shaving. Said, I don't know. Metal shavings and chips. He said the manufacturers, Maurice, have not fully cleaned and properly tuned it. Might have to break it in. What the heck? He says, I don't know. So he doesn't know what kind of a gun it is. Okay. Okay. Let's scroll back up. He said it was a pistol. Okay. I, I'm at a loss, bro. I don't know. There we go. This is a Staba Arms. Okay. Thank you. That, uh, that helps. So, the Staba nine millimeter. I know nothing about those. So, like a, well, no, the, the Tokarov is the wouldn't be a wouldn't be. He says it's a Tokarov. So, but it, it's a nine millimeter Tokarov. How can a Tokarov be a Tokarov is a Tokarov, so I don't I don't understand. Are mm. we talking are we talking seven six two twenty five? We're talking nine millimeter because he says nine millimeter. Yeah, I found one. There is such a thing. The Stava Arms M seventy AA nine millimeter Tokarov. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's like a Tokarov, but so it's that's nine. so that's interesting. So since Warsaw says the Serbs and the Chinese made the nine millimeters. Okay, so so the seven six two twenty five, I'm assuming, came first, right? And then somebody decided in their infinite wisdom that we will do conversions to nine millimeter. That sound plausible, maybe? Yes. Trying to find anything on it other than just a sale of it. <laughs> so this, then it's got me wondering if there's not something with nine millimeter definitely doesn't have the pressure that that a seven six two Tokarov has. That's a flame throwing freaking round. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So it's got me wondering if maybe the lack of pressure then is creating a weird could be creating a weird situation 
but then again, it being a it being one of those style firearms, it's got me wondering. Um, you're rich outside there. He says they're new. They're made as a nine millimeter. Awesome. Um, knowing that that, you know, that style of handgun, I'm not familiar enough with that. The only one in seven, six, two, 25 that I'm familiar with is really the, the CZ 52. Um, so I'm trying to think in terms of what could be internal that's causing an issue. I'm wondering if, because you have some, some situations on a few, you see, he said he took it apart, he cleaned it and it was fine. I think it's what he said. Mm -hmm. So that's telling me that something that was, that was taken apart. I'm guessing he just field stripped. So that would tell me that something within the field strip process Take it, probably taking it apart, fixed it, right? Something was in a bind or whatever, maybe. Um, could it be, see, all he did was change magazines. So I'm wondering if it, maybe it's like you're talking about, maybe with the slide release or the, um, or the spring for that, because that's, when you insert the mag, it's going to push up on that, right? Possibly. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know the design. But maybe you had a situation where that just got in a bind. Maybe there's, um, yeah, Warsaw out there says it had to have been the burrs. Yeah, if it had some, um, if it so had I'm some statements or something, definitely. I mean, that's whenever you get a new firearm, I mean, we do it for T&E purposes a lot of times. We'll take them straight out of the box and fire them. But, you know, any firearm, and especially if you're talking something like that, um, I would give it a once over type cleaning before I ever, I ever messed with it. I think personally, this is, so I guess that is not a, not a Millsurf gun. And that's just a gun new made firearm to look like the older ones or that's made what like Rich, the older ones. Rich was saying it's new and it's made into a nine millimeter. So yeah, I, did got, not, I, yes. I didn't know they existed. Zastaba has Zastaba USA. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I guess this says new. Who's doing new production stuff? I'm going to go Google it right quick. Zastava. Zastava no, USA. I'll throw it in a private chat. Yeah, Zastava USA. Uh, yeah, Zastava USA right here. And there they are. Yeah. So there's the one he, once he is talking about. So, yeah, new production. Mm-hmm. But it would not surprise me uh, if those are done on with the shavings and the other things he talks about. Those are probably done on older machinery, which in and of itself is not bad. But are you going to get tooling marks? Are you going to get shavings? Are you going to get other, you know what I'm saying? Other situations mm -hmm. going on. So uh, it's definitely, definitely possible. He says, yeah, when he first got it, had burrs and little flakes of metal. So. Uh, he did say when he first got it, he did take it apart and clean it before he shot it. So uh, maybe he just didn't get it all, especially if you field stripped. Uh, if you just field strips all you did and, and cleaned it down. So yeah, a lot of people out there chiming in on it. Thumper out there building a 300 blackout pistol. 
APF folding lower, he says. So congrats on that. Uh, good luck with that right now. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you're not spending too much on it. Uh, that said, I almost, golly, I, I looked long and hard on a 350 Legend upper the other day <laughs> that I've seen. I've thought about those pretty seriously because I see 350 Legend all the time at Walmart. I know. I know. I've seen on the trip to Tulsa, I don't remember how many Walmarts we stopped at along the way. It was all the way there and all the way back, right? Uh, but I walked over to the ammo every single time just to look. Uh, and two of them, I think, or two or three, had 350 Legend. And I'm like, I really need a... Uh, Man, I don't really need a 350 Legend. The only thing is, I found a pretty good deal on the stuff to put together an upper. But then, you know, I've got lowers that I could run, at least in the meantime. But it aggravates the bejesus out of me. I don't know if anybody else out there is this way or not. But it aggravates the bejesus out of me to have uppers and no lower to actually go with them. Mm -hmm. well, um, you could have you bought a lower at Tulsa cheap. There were 225 for those Anderson. Uh, yeah right <laughs> yeah cheap sure uh-huh uh to piss that out there says hoping to get first shots filmed tomorrow on the uh walther pdp says it's raining and snowing today yeah uh we've got uh cody with walther we will do a podcast with him the 28th wednesday the 28th so check out the channel set the uh notifications for that if you want to drop by we'll be recording with walther then and that's one thing we're going to talk about is the PDP. Have you played with the PDP yet, Snob? I have not. I have not seen it anywhere I've been. I figured with your infinite resources, man, you'd already got your hands on one. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, infinite resources. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still I, I like the. They're doing so many different versions of it. Um. <laughs> It's, it's weird. They've got, you know, the long slide, short grip, short grip, you know, or short barrel, long grip, you know, all these different versions of it that, um, that I do like. And, I, you know, I got to wonder, is there something, because I love my five inch PPQ. And it's like, at the end of the day, the one that I shot, I don't even know what, remember what version it was. But I'm telling you, the one I shot did not have my the trigger on my PPQs better. I mean, not by much. I'm not not by much, right? And that's my opinion based on what I like on a trigger. <laughs> so you're talking about overall with the pre-travel, the travel, the stop, the you know the reset, the actual break weight, uh, everything put into perspective. I like the P I like the PPQ trigger, my PPQ trigger better than that PDP. Um, and I like the profile on the slide better too. Uh, that's one thing about the, the and, and I don't know if it, it has to do something with the ability to do one-handed racking or exactly why that's a little bit different on the, on the PDP, but yeah, there's our and daughters. He says the PDP trigger is not as good as the PPQ. Uh, it's his, uh, his opinion on it. And he also says he's got a review. So check that out. R dash tack and daughters uh go ahead snob was you gonna say something i don't think so oh not right now i like the ppq trigger so i don't know i just i haven't got a chance to even hold a pdp i haven't seen one in person yet yeah defense dad said he did get to full size five inch yeah that's what i would uh that's probably what i would go for as well uh as far as carry golly i just can't 
I can't get away from my Glock 42. I just can't. Um, you know, I've looked at other things, but at the end of the day, I just, I, I can't see it. Can't see it happening. Warsaw's, if you want to know how tight his gun was seized up, he had to use a plastic brass hammer to push off the slide off the frame. Uh, the plastic side only. Um, that's something in the in the rails. It's got to be. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're having trouble getting it off the, I mean, it releasing is one thing, but then if you've got force, tension, or friction when you're trying to get that slide off, then yeah, pretty. You've got a burr that flipped up, or something like that. So I would, I would check. I would double check the contact surfaces. I would take it apart and do this because you don't want an issue to where you've got any kind of rough spot on those contact points for sure that is continually going to wear and or cause a problem. So I would take it back off and I would double check that and then get you some emery cloth or something potentially um, and smooth those contact. I'd smooth those contact points down, but I would, I would be willing to bet that's pretty typical. From, you know, again, you got to think those are done on, I'm sure, on older machinery. Um, and historically, the, the firearms like that, and I'm not saying the design is not good or anything like that, but, you know, they don't they don't spend a lot of time. That's not the most refined firearm out there. Uh, and that's not to knock them. There's a lot of companies that are that way. Um I talk about over and under shotguns all the time. And that's something that, that uh, we could talk about. I know snob has some, some experience with TriStars, I think it is, but one of the, really the only difference I see, and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts with the TriStar snob with your cheaper over and under shotguns. If you take a cheaper over and under shotgun and you completely break it down and you smooth and polish and stone and, you know, shiny smooth finish and then put it all back together. It's just as good as a high dollar shotgun at that point. It's like the high dollar companies, they do all of that at the factory. So yeah, it's they, just the time they spend doing the little things. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, I would be willing to bet it's about the same as um, about the same type of situation as that, quite honestly. Uh, Ghost out there says anyone knows of a G2 and Tiffany blue for sale. Let him know. Wants to get one for his uh, daughter's birthday. Um, I don't know. That would have to be Cerakoted, wouldn't it? I don't. Know uh, I think they had ever. distributor. They had distributor exclusives that were uh, Did maybe they? ellipses. Yeah, it may have been ellipses. Had one that was cool. Tiffany blue. Ellipses or some tallow or something like that. Yeah. One of those. I don't remember which one, but yeah. Yeah, Warsaw out there, he says he's got some polishing compound. Would that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely would work. Um, you know, it's that's going to be less abrasive than, obviously, some memory cloth or something like that. But you're talking about the probably finishing it off with compound, but depending on if there's any rough spots, you could run your finger over it and be able to tell if it's rough or not. Uh, depending on how rough it is, is a thing. Uh, it'll take you a week with polishing compound. I mean, you just use something a little more abrasive. Uh, uh, just go uh, slow. It's what you got to do. Whenever I was building that polymer 80 and ended up having a lot of trouble with it running and stuff, I ended up with uh, my diamond or not my diamond, my Arkansas stone. And actually I put that, what do you call that? 
Dykem or what's that purple crap you put on metal? I can't even think what it's called. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. Anyways, that purple dye stuff you can rub on metal and it'll show you where it's rubbing. I ended up taking that and putting it on my polymer 80 and then stoning it and getting it smooth. Yeah. To finally get it to run. Yeah. I did a, um, um, the, what I've used and I've got here is that uh, graphene or graphite type powder that you brush on. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I've always used to be able to tell, uh, get the high spots and the low spots and figure all that out. Uh, Dianatius Earth, Alan out there says. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We're getting way too scientific for me, dude. This redneck ain't got a clue. Diatonestrous earth. Isn't that what you use for ant poison too? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> or is that some of there's some other kind of some kind of earth something that you use for uh for ant poison, supposedly. because uh, I've seen it. Uh Defense Dad says he also got the Tantum Cross comp for the kids TX twenty two in the mail and she's excited to try that out. Yeah, I'm curious about that myself. Um, the TX-22s from Taurus, man, that new comp model, uh, competition model is pretty freaking sweet, but I'd almost pick one of those up. I think they're pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not bad at all, at all. Um, uh, I can see those catching on, uh, and potentially some other manufacturers may be trying to play catch up with Taurus on that. Um, just simply because of accessories and other things we haven't seen on the G44. We haven't, which is Glock, by the way. Um, forget we might have people out there that are thinking, what's the G44? Um, we haven't seen the aftermarket stuff uh, from them that I thought we would by now. And I don't know if that's, it's a, it's a COVID related thing or if it's just, you know, aftermarket, it's just not picking up. The only real significant thing I've seen with the G44 is the, what is it, like a 19 round or something, 17 round, 19 round mag from ProMag. And I'm very hesitant <laughs> with that because it's ProMag. And I have never, let me repeat this in case nobody is, you know, listening intently. I have never had a ProMag that's worked worth a crap. And I'm talking about, I've tried them on dozens of firearms. And I've never had anything work right with ProMag. So I am not going to, uh, yeah, not about to do that. Fiend Dog said, isn't that because G44 is blowing itself up? Uh, I temped over 10,000 rounds to the one I had, and I did not have any problems with it whatsoever. So I don't know what they're, the ones that supposedly were having issues. I don't know where their issues stemmed from with it. I've got multiple videos along the process on it. And then I've got a written review as well. Um, I can say this about the G44. I'm pretty much convinced there's a break-in time for the magazines um, that you need to run about 500 rounds through each magazine. Uh, give those springs a workout. So Rich White says he hates pro mags. Uh, what's your, you've had bad luck with pro mags too, snob? Yes, they're terrible, except for, I will say, on my Smith & Wesson 3rd Gen 4586, because those mags are extremely expensive, I bought two just to have some range mags, to have some extra mags. Oh. I mean, I would never carry them, but they really have never malfunctioned. I will say that, but I've had plenty of other ones that were complete trash. Ah, gotcha. You know something I did not do? I did not give everybody a shout-out like I normally do on Monday. 
Uh, Rich is out there. Mr. Sanchez, Mystics in the house. G23, Ghost. Uh, scrolling down. Who else we got? Buck, I see out there. What's up, Buck? Budget. Obviously, Warsaw's in the house. Calabrese out there. Artac. Uh, keep going. Thumper, which is one of the best names ever. Makojo out there. Wes also in the house. Joe in the house with us. Defense Dad was out there, is out there. Guns and Barbecue. Crap, a lot of folks were out there. So my apologies for, for getting to shout you out. It's y'all's fault for not letting me know. Alan was out there as well. Fiend Dog, obviously. 45 ACP. Papa, I don't know what message he retracted, but um, and then we've got uh, SS Pod at Ozzy jumping in. Bark, there's Southpaw jumping in, says he's out on Pro Max as well. Um, yeah, I'm wearing Stan's SS Pod shirt right now. A matter of fact, so thank you, Mr. Fan, for that. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Will and well armed, also out there. Hopefully, I don't uh, continue to forget to shout folks out when they come in. But I do want to take a minute, real quick, because uh, we are at the bottom of the hour. We got some folks in here now and mentioned directly after this podcast will be the April launch air pop, the Patreon launch air pop. Everybody's invited for that premiere, though. We can hang out in the chat and there may or may not be an opportunity to win something uh, during that premiere. Uh, I don't want to commit. I have a problem with commitment. OK, uh, and then the next thing that I want to put out there is that we might have uh, an impromptu, just a little warning, uh, an impromptu CloverTech podcast sometime tomorrow dealing with this issue of uh, HB 1927, uh, which is constitutional carry here in Texas. And our wonderful Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and a senator by the name of Kale Seliger. Um, so that senators from the Amarillo area. Uh, looks like potentially there's trying to throw a kink, cause some trouble for our constitutional carry um, legislation here in Texas. And uh, yeah, we need to give those guys a call, uh, be on their case and what have you. And I've already called both. I know several people have from some posts I put out earlier, but I want to throw the numbers out once again for them. Now for the senator, uh, Seliger here. His number is 512-463-0131. Again, that's 512-463-0131. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Patrick is 512-463-0001. 512-463-0001. So call them, tell them they need to get on the ball, quit gumming up the works, all that good stuff. Um, talking about um, our and daughter says Glock redesigned the, the ejector on it last May. That's what his insider said. Plus Glock is having issues on getting the 18 round mags to work. Uh, you're going to have issues with rimfire and anything over 10 rounds. Um, it's just, it's, it's not a guaranteed game that has been tried and anything other than like a rotary magazine that's been tried for a long time. It has to do with the rim on that to rim cartridge issue. Uh, and the way that they stack in a in a stick mag. Um, but what's weird, I got mine prior to May. So I don't know. I mean, that may be true that they redesigned that extractor. And I know that I know that with I wouldn't think it would be the case with a would not think it would be the case with a rimfire. But I know that an extractor with a uh, with an unsupported chamber, an extractor is a very important part. I can't tell you that. 
Uh, Fred out there said people still buy carry Glocks. Those are so 1990. <laughs> I love it. And Ben in the house with us, he says, ah, oh, yeah, depending on the topic, sometimes Tim goes off a bit on the deep end. So, uh, yeah, they're talking about Tim Cast out there. Is that talking about Tim Pool? Yeah, I guess so. Um, so there was something well, I was going to ask you, Snob. Go ahead, though. Oh, well, on your Texas thing, I guess Abbott's going to sign that if it does get passed, though, right? Yeah, it's a I done deal. It's just like, just, we got to get it on this desk. And, and what's aggravating about it, and I'll go into it a little more in depth tomorrow if I do a podcast, but what's aggravating about it is for years, decades even, the House has been our problem. And then now, you know, <laughs> there was seven Democrats vote for it in the House. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, overwhelming, we had seemingly no issues in the house uh there was democrats even proposing good amendments to it i got that video up go check that one out um but um and then now the senate is gonna it's like what it's like buck up and you know if you want to play the partisan game here's the thing we've got 18 republicans in the senate right so let's play partisan politics if that's what we got to do because it takes 18 to get it to the floor and 16 to get it passed so the, the idiot that does it right now, the Sigler guy or Seliger guy that supposedly is on the fence. Well, you know what? Put it on the floor and then he can vote nay. And, we, and it's still, you know what I mean? It only needs 16 votes to pass. So, you know, he's got his political cover where he can say, I didn't vote for it. Right. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get what the problem is, quite honestly. But, uh, yeah, I'll rant on that uh, a little more tomorrow. May have a little more information to you provide what's going through Wes had was talking about the other day that you guys in oklahoma have some stuff working through right now don't you yeah we got quite a bit it's there's at least two of them are already sitting on a governor's desk which i think he'll sign he's got a bunch of bills on his desk right now uh-huh but i mean the one is our our stupid whenever they built our ccw system back in you know the late 90s whenever it went into fire whenever when was it Maybe it was 03 it went in. Whenever it went in, I don't even remember what year it was now. Yeah. They built it wrong. It updates every 30 days, not every 24 hours, so it won't bypass the next check. Uh, so they fixed that. This one is one to fix that. It was supposed to go through last year, and with all the, you know, the cough stuff, it killed it. So, therefore, they didn't do anything with it. But this year, they've got it on his desk, and he should sign it, no problem. And that's just basically updating the concealed carry permit system. Right. To fix it where it bypasses Nick's, which is a big thing for me because I'm tired of getting delayed. And then we've got, oh, we've got several that's going through. The other one that's on his desk, I'm pretty sure, is the if you're caught in a protest or riot on the road and feel threatened, you won't be charged if you drive out of it, basically, whatever happens. And then there were several that OK2A was behind. And then they're trying to get the sanctuary state bill going and all that. Right. It's not there yet, but... Yeah, there's several, and I'm going to talk about them tomorrow because I don't have them in front of me, but there's several more on top of the HB 1927, which is the constitutional carry. There's several more that are out of the house now. They're through the house. So, What about the, does the anti-red red flag law, did it go through your house? It has I know they not. Have one of those. No, that has not been. I'm trying to think of the ones that have. One is a emergency powers restriction on the governor. The yeah. other one is having to do with a person 18 19 or 20 and their ability to get an emergency license to carry um and then there's one that has to do with 
uh, oh, if we have a license to carry and we have, we just take our holster off and set it in the seat. Oh uh, yeah, that's I heard about not that. that's not freaking legal right now. Which is See, crazy. I never did. I did not even know that, and I do that all the time. I had no clue that was illegal. Nobody. Well, here, here's the here's the thing though. Most places, it's not going to be a problem for you. Like if I did that around here, I I ride around here all the time. <clears throat> And I've talked about it. I've gotten pulled over going to and from a buddy's house to shoot or to and from a range or to and from a competition. And I've had guns sitting all over seats and out in the open, right? And I've gotten pulled over and nobody has ever said anything other than, wow, it's an awful lot of guns to have in the vehicle or something, right? And you're like, yeah, well, I'm on my way back from competition or back from doing this. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, I, I've never had a big issue. Uh, but the fact that they can, right, is... is mm -hmm potentially a problem because you know do we get into a situation where especially with with the texas situation right where we've got law enforcement agencies okay and and we got to be real careful and take pull back because there, i see a lot of blame going around that right now the Law enforcement officers are going to kill constitutional carry. No, 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 no. There's a few few select officers in a few select agencies that may end up killing constitutional carry. I'll give you that. But the vast majority of law enforcement officers in Texas support constitutional carry. They don't have a problem with it. The vast majority. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a situation where because of a few imbeciles, people want to demonize everybody. And I think that's, I think that's wrong. Um, but Here's the thing. If you've got a little loophole gotcha catch-all thing like that, right, then as we loosen up on restrictions and we become more free, then are those officers that do have a grudge and are or jaded, right, like the police chief of in Dallas, for example, right, who's been outspoken against constitutional carry does he advise all of his officers oh somebody's got a firearm in the in the seat of their car even if it's in the holster you know you need to lock them up you know what i mean mm -hmm. just to, just to prove some type of political point because they can because that law exists to allow them to do that and so uh, i think it's good when we can close off potential problems like that or head off potential problems like that then it's, again it's not that i think that it's an over overwhelming issue that we deal with here in texas but it's better to have it you know have all that that stuff covered my opinion anyway what about their uh the domestic violence protection act i know when i did my video they were talking about it trying to get passed this year where it was made it legal for a victim to carry a gun without a license if they had a protective protective order or whatever and then they could carry even in gun free zones, some gun free zones even i know if that passed well, uh, that that got consolidated and crushed into this emergency license to carry thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and 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 license to carry will still have benefits as to where you can carry over constitutional carry. Um, that's something that I've been having to explain in the comments of my video to a lot of people. Um, now. It's your choice as to whether you go through that or you give yours up or you whatever that you make that you make that call. For me, I like options. And so um, having that license license option that allows me to carry and, you know, lawfully carry, let's say uh, we should be able to lawful lawfully carry anywhere, my opinion, but uh, lawfully carry anyway in more places. Well, you know, aside from the bypass of Nick's and that's probably I'm going to be greedy and 
and uh, unhonest about it. <laughs> um, bypassing the Knicks, Jack, is is that's the, the main reason I have my LTC. Um, and having to go through that process for the first time in I don't know how long in Tulsa at the show just about freaking killed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I, I ran it on that, and I'll, I'll still get off on that tangent if people let me. Um, Papa out there says uh, they got constitutional carry now in Iowa. Got constitutional carry and now need sanctuary in Iowa. I'm not sure how much. I'm not sure how much the sanctuary thing plays out. You know, it's like I, I, it's- I like the I like the sentiment. I like the political posturing. I like all of that. But it's a little bit different than the county level because the county level can refuse to like if you let's say you lived in a state like let's say California. Right. So Texas is not that bad of a place. Oklahoma, obviously not that bad of a place for two A rights. But let's say you lived in a place like California and you had a county that went to a sanctuary. Well, that sheriff would have some clout, some recourse to not jack, not not play a role in some of the idiotic state legislation uh, but that doesn't necessarily hold true when you when you go state versus federal right and so it's more of a political posturing but my thought is if, if you've got 45 46 whatever out of 50 states that do a to a sanctuary what kind of message does that send yeah that's right? the thing is a message and one thing they tried they're working on our bill and they're actually they're proposing amendments to it right now so it's kind of in a mess but uh is they're basically doing what they did with the uh with the anti-red flag law is block federal funding and stuff they're trying to do you can't take extra federal funding for you know enforcing said law or whatever right so they're just trying to take the funds away because everyone knows that's where everything's about money and politics. So now Rich White out there giving us an update on West Virginia. This is pretty awesome. He says, uh, their sanctuary state bills on the governor's desk. Awesome. Good job. West Virginia He says, we also won't have to pay state sales tax on guns and ammo in West Virginia starting early July. So, um, that's cool, but it sucks that you have to pay state sales tax on anything anyway. Um, that's my opinion on it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, I'm wondering if the way West Virginia is set up and rich can re- reply to this, of course, in Texas, we have the state's portion and then we have the county's portion. So are, do you still, do you have that dynamic in West Virginia where your sales tax is broken into multiple pieces? And does that mean you still have to pay tax? Just not as much. Just curious. And uh, our tag and daughter says Tennessee uh, starts constitutional carry on, july 1st so awesome awesome does um does oklahoma do you know if oklahoma has that where they break it down yeah we break it down because i've had a tax permit and stuff because you have your county sales tax your city sales tax and your state sales tax levels right right it's just a headache in general yeah no totally well, you got to try to figure all that out. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, when you own a business in particular, uh, it's a pain. And then when you live in the state of Texas, which you have personal property taxes on top of that, uh, yeah, we have what, a, what a nightmare. It's like, you know, all of your inventory prior to 
you know, after the first of the year. So if like if you have a big sale on December 31st and sell everything, then you don't have any inventory you claim. Right. Yeah. But it, but if for some reason, if you don't sell, you know, everything then you have to pay taxes on that come January 1st, it's like, so you're, you're tossing me to make sure that I sell everything before the first of the year or that I roll my inventory over in such a way, you know, it just makes no sense. I don't understand it. Uh, Rich out there says sales tax goes uh, to just the state there. And then the state sends money down to the county. So they give okay. them their portion. That's, that's interesting. Um, Calabarra out there says California is trying to add additional <laughs> taxes on cuts and ammo. So, that sucks. Uh, well, well, arm says Tim Pool is growing into a conservative, and the process is is one point like two a, and then another area. So I watched a little bit of Tim Pool, not a lot, uh, but I, you know, I don't care. I mean, we we use these boxes, and and maybe Will and Well Armed is meaning to do this. Maybe he's not, uh, but we use these boxes of saying conservative, you know, liberal, Republican, Democrat, whatever it might be. And it's like, I, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't care. We could agree on freedom and, you know, you can have whatever personal opinion you want, as long as you don't get in the way of Liberty. Right. So, you know, you could say guns suck. I hate guns. Nobody should own a gun. And as long as you're not out there rallying for, um, you know, bans on firearms of some sort or whatever i'm cool have whatever opinion you want don't partake in that freedom if you don't want to I, that's fine by me and i'm not going to stick you in a box and say you're a liberal because of it or you know say that you're a democrat because of it um, and a lot of people are that way a lot of people vote vote democrat because there's a few things that they care about you know and it's not that they you know they it's not that they hate guns or they hate the two a side of things it's that they're ignorant of it first of all a lot of times that happens um and they're ignorant of it because they don't care it's not a part of their life they've never been exposed and that's why i think that bringing things to the forefront right people turning on cameras starting up more youtube channels putting out videos uh the uh Every second matters on the second of every month, putting out a pro to a pro farm lifestyle post of some kind to let people know that it's normal. Um, open carrying in a, in a proper and productive manner. Um, you know, looking like dressed like a hood rat with a, you know, packed out looking 10, 22 slung across your shoulder going into the Chipotle to eat is, uh, to me is not, you know, um, that's uh, counterproductive. For me. Are you? Yeah, I mean, are you? Are you? Should you be free to do that? Of course. Is it a great idea? Does Does it help the greater cause? Well, absolutely not. And so, um, you know, but doing things in the right way, I think, help to curb that uh, perception and everything that we have. And, and it's a societal game. And, and if we're going to win at two A or honestly any matter of political or social uh, preference then if we're going to win at those arguments, we're going to have to learn how to attack it from a social side. We, we, we all too often, we get way too political with it. And it's like, we got to fight this bill and fight this. And then once that bill is fought, once we get either beat or we beat them or whatever, with whatever said bill it is or court case or whatever, right. We move on to the next bill or court case. And we never 
engage in the day-to-day activity of changing social norms. And I think that's, well, that's really how you important. win. That's how you win the gun control battle. I think is changing the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but the social, the, the people's view of it, you know, right. make it more mainstream again. Yeah. Uh, attack out there. He said Tennessee sells taxes like that. I don't know what he's talking about. It's like West Virginia or not, but he says they don't have state income tax, which is great. Obviously, he says Illinois is trying to raise taxes on guns and ammo. Uh, not surprising, unfortunately. It's not surprising. Rich says the counties here only collect the property taxes, so they do have property taxes in West Virginia. Um, that would be interesting. I would Not to hate on Virginia, right, but there is some – I have read reports. Virginia is pretty low on the median income scale. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it would be, that's why rich whites is the 1%, right? We all know mm-hmm. he's a, he's the richest man in West Virginia, but it would be interesting to me to see what the property taxes and all roles are like for West Virginia. I might have to try to figure out, I don't know if they have a system set up online like we have here in Texas or not, but, that would be interesting to look and see. Uh, there's there's websites that'll tell you that'll rank states by what their property taxes are and stuff. I found well, I mean like individual. I mean like individual parcels of land. Like you can mm. go go on here to like mm-hmm. the county's website and you can pull it up and it'll tell you, okay, this parcel of land, this person owns it. Here's what it's worth as far as the tax rolls. Are they behind on their taxes? It'll tell you all that, right? Mm. So it, I think it'd be interesting to play around one day with West Virginia. Just knowing that, just to just to kind of see, it's like, man, I'm out. I can take my Texas money and go live like a king in West Virginia. Well, I would, I would also be in the one percent there with Rich White. So that'd be awesome. Well, I saw somewhere the other day, I read somewhere the other day, where West Virginia is actually offering fifteen thousand dollars if you're a remote worker and move wow. into the state and stay there for however many years, two or five years or something. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pat Hurst jumping in. So is Mr. Big Kid says holla. Speaking of Mr. Big Kid, I've seen him shilling some uh, ear pro on a <laughs> on a commercial, commercial <laughs> the other day. And uh, I want to know what he got paid to do that. That's what I'd like to know. Uh, but uh, no, go check out Big Kid and some of his uh, some of his cool vids if you get a chance. So we're I don't know coming up on the top of the hour. Uh, I'm going to put this out one more time uh, about the uh, Texas situation because if you're out there, you need to know this. And again, we may have an impromptu little podcast tomorrow and talk about it a little more in depth. But um, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and the senator from the Amarillo area, Kel Seliger, uh, need to contact them, tell them to to get off uh, their butts, quit trying to impede the flow of liberty. And uh, make sure that this bill gets on the House floor. I mean, the Senate floor. Get it on the Senate floor. Um, what happens after then happens, I suppose. But um, it, it at least get it on the Senate floor. And, uh, yeah, Senator Seliger's number, 512-463-0131. 512-463-0131. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's number, 512-463-0001. Five one two four six three zero 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 one, and I didn't shout out Giz earlier. Gizzard's out there too, Mister Gizzard Gary, uh, and then uh, Two Live Moo jumped in. But uh, yeah, directly following this is the uh, April Patreon slash YouTube channel member, whatever you want to call it, Lawn Chair Pop. So jump over, join us for that premiere. 
there will be a, a live chat uh, and there may or may not be an opportunity to win some goodies. So just keep so what's uh, the, keep what's the gun for the launcher pop? You don't have to go over there and watch. We're not going to give that away. Uh, uh, Aren't you a patron and you don't yeah, even know? I think, I think, oh, I, I don't remember. I haven't been on Patreon in a while. I'm busy lately. Did you not even vote? I mean, come on. I don't on, remember man. if I did this month or not, to be honest. They say that they say that every vote counts or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're not even over there voting. So so I hope it's something you don't like since you didn't vote. That's mm-hmm. what I hope. It may or may not be, I'll tell you this much. It may or may not be something that was purchased. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I voted because I think I voted for one yeah. of those. Actually, all three. There was only three. Usually on the launch air pop poll that I put over there for the for the Patreon folks to pick what we use. Usually there's four options, and there was only three this month because there was only I've only ever picked up three 22s in Tulsa. So uh, I wanted to kind of do, since we just got back from Tulsa and everything, I kind of want to do a Tulsa edition. So I threw those three up. So, uh, so yeah, I will say that. Spoiler alert. We will be using a firearm that was purchased at the Tulsa. The Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. I'll get that right uh, eventually. So, uh, yeah, we got to skip out a couple of minutes early so that we can get over there and get things rolling. So, uh, yeah, Snob, I'm going to give you a uh, minute here. Final thoughts, things you want to talk about. Plug any projects or videos or other things you've got coming up. What's uh, What can we look forward to? <sighs> Not much. I've been really busy with work and probably will stay really busy. I might get out a video this week. I've still got some recorded. I just got to edit. So I'll try to get something out this week. But uh, thanks yeah. for having me. It was fun. And uh, yeah, if you're in Texas, call that, call your lieutenant governor and call that senator. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I've got one more from Wanamaker. I've got a drop. It was crazy because I had all of the shooting sports showcase, right? And the, and the content for that. And I was like, yay, that's over. I finally got all that out. And now I can get back to normal reviews and stuff. Right. Cause I'm getting the backlog of, of things. And then, and then Tulsa hits and it's like, ah, but thankfully I don't think we've got a show for a, for a little while, for several months. We don't really have anything going down. Uh, and so we can get back to the regularly scheduled content. I've got one more Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show video uh, to drop. And then we can get back to, good Lord, all kinds of things. i got the Grisson shotgun. I've got the Heritage Barkeep. I've got sites galore from Hi-Viz and Excess Sites. Uh, working on some stuff with Federal Ammunition now and so forth and so on. Just all kinds of crazy, uh, crazy things in the work. So hopefully we can get back to uh, our normal, normal. I guess. Yeah. And then we got all this constitutional carry Texas legislative crazy stuff throwing new works. But the beautiful thing about Texas is once this session is over, there really won't be any uh, political legislative news in Texas for two years because we only let our politicians off the leash leash once every two years, which is uh, one reason that we're one of the, the, the better states when it comes to, to uh, not getting too screwed up too quick, too swiftly, I should say. Uh, Stephen Elder jumping in out there. What's up, Stephen? So, yeah, we're going to get out. Thanks to, to Snob for jumping in on this Monday. Not real sure who we'll, we'll bring in next week, but hopefully we can snag somebody and get them in. We're up against the hour. Remember, directly after this, here in less than a minute, we've got the uh, April launch here pop. Thanks to the... Uh, Patreon patrons and the YouTube channel members go over there, hang out with us in the side chat there, watch the premiere, have a little fun. 
Uh, we'll see you there until uh, next week. Peace out.